Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Jalen Hurts has grown from a very talented athlete. For the end zone, what a run! Touchdown, Jalen Hurts! That's magic. Into a precision passer. Hats off to Jalen Hurts, man. He's here to stay. Honestly, it's his MVP race to lose at this point. <laughs> the breaking news yesterday for Jalen Hurts' injury. We're not laughing about the injury. We're laughing at each other, which is the usual. Uh, Hurts spoke to the media just a couple hours ago. So did his coach. We're bringing that to you in seconds, okay? Welcome to NFL Live. Marcus Spears in the festive suit. Hey, I'm Mark in the festive suit. I, and you, you look good. Less festive. Now that's, hey, that is... Five. You F Y E. You are that's five, though. But it's Thanks. hard to make Double you look good on TV. Double-breasted. Adam Tucker bringing us news I'm not even in moments. On the other part. Yeah, I appreciate fine. that compliment. All right. My mother thought you could be a Santa Claus. I can't. That's enough. <laughs> Jalen is hurt. An unfortunate play on words, guys. But his head coach Nick Sirianni seems more positive than some of the reporting about what's next for Jalen. Take a listen. He's at a sprained shoulder, and I do not put it past Jalen Hurts. I don't put anything past Jalen Hurts um, as far as his mental and physical toughness. So there's a chance he could play this week. And so um, he is one of the toughest guys I know. He heals fast. He's a freak. His body is not like yours or mine. Did you know there was some issue after the game? Yeah, I knew. I knew when it happened. I knew when it happened. Um, probably, I'm, I'm very aware of my body. Um, I've always been that way. From your perspective, do you think you have a chance to play on Saturday? Definitely a chance. Um, Taking it day by day, though. I will say, having covered Jalen Hurts for years, tough as nails. But, Adam, it's also about what's smarter here, okay? So, what's the latest? Well, first of all, Swagoo does look good today, as does R.C. and Dan, and you too, Laura. (laughs) Essentially, a situation where you heard him talking there about how he's going to take it day by day. I think the smart money is on the fact that he doesn't play on Saturday still because of this fact. The Eagles have to win one, one of their remaining three games to clinch home field advantage. And if they clinch home field advantage, Jalen Hurts would not be needed until roughly January 21st. So they're not approaching it by thinking they have some comfort and some cushion built into this decision, but they do. That they have to be smart with Jalen Hurts, who has been an MVP candidate, and they'll see how he's operating and recovering during the week. But the fact of the matter is Gardner Minshew is next in line to start if Jalen Hurts can't. And I think right now they're operating under the idea that there's a real chance that Gardner Minshew is going to be the starting quarterback on Saturday night while not ruling out Jalen Hurts and keeping hope alive that somehow he can come back and look as good Saturday night as Big Swagoo does today. Mm. <laughs> we love it. Man. And they also, the Eagles, got some good news offensively. What was that, Adam? Well, Dallas Goddard was activated mm. today off Huge. IR, so it's official, and he's going to play on Saturday night. So whoever's playing quarterback will have 
the big tight end to throw to one more weapon. And this is certainly a big boost for the Eagles offense as they wind down the regular season and start to gear up towards the postseason. He's one of the top tight ends in all of football. And whether it's Jalen Hurts or Gardner Minshew throwing him the football, that'll be a big boost on that offense. More from Adam throughout the show. Thanks, Adam. And RC, we heard Sirianni suggesting Hurts could play if cleared. We heard Hurts saying he would play potentially if he was available, ready to go. Is there any reason, though, to put him out there? You Absolutely not. And my favorite reason for not putting him out there is just to be smug and say we're not going to play our quarterback, even if he can play against the Dallas Cowboys. Aww. Right? Just that because of what you did against the Jacksonville Jaguars, you are you now deserve. not even worth putting our starting quarterback out there. That's why I wouldn't play him as the number one reason. But also, the. <laughs> what are you He's leaving. Santa okay, I'll continue the show. Also, Bye. though. Sit down. We need your color today. Oh, he'll be back. Okay, in a he'll, be back. he'll come back. He knows me. Has to talk. Yeah, he'll be back. When you think about this team and where they are now, the Philadelphia Eagles, with putting themselves in this place, it's about can we win a Super Bowl? Yeah. In order to win that Super Bowl, this team needs Jalen Hurts. This team needs him to be healthy, be able to function in a way that he has for the entire season. And you can't do that with a hurt shoulder. Dan has week in and week out talked about the the placement of his football downfield. Yeah. You need to be healthy in order to do that. I and I think you sit him this week, you make sure you win the one game that you need in order to host the, the playoffs throughout the uh, entirety yeah. of them, and then you allow Garner Minshew to play until Jalen Hurts is needed in the playoffs. I completely agree he needs to be healthy, but he also needs to be sharp. You don't mm -hmm. want to go, go into a win-or-go-home tournament and not having played football for a month. So while I agree, don't play him this week, as long or even though you might have the number one seed locked up, I think he's got to play a little bit before the playoffs start. And I think you treat it a little bit like a week two and or a week three of the preseason. You do want him to be sharp with the timing of his receivers, the way he sees the defense, his eyes. I would say this, the balance of I want him to get back and playing and playing his best. Again, that is a win or go home tournament once you get in versus keeping him healthy. If he plays, and I, if I were the Eagles, I would try to make sure that he plays a little bit before the end of the season. I'm not calling a single, and I don't care the situation, single quarterback run. I'm mm. just making sure that he's getting some reps to get his timing in with those receivers because I want him healthy. The big thing, but too, about sharp. their quarterback runs with Jalen Hurts, it's so much in between the tackles. Sure. Right. He's used That's as a, a Josh point. Allen and a Cam Newton. I think they also have to work on adjusting the type of run calls that they have when using Jalen Hurts That's as well. And you know what? That could carry into the postseason. Yes. That may not just be an end-of-season thing. Thank you for rejoining us. You took a nice tour of the studio there. Sure. I felt good about it. You had to do it. So, if it is Gardner Minshew, Marcus, on Saturday, what do you expect the Eagles offense to look like? I expect the operation to be the same. The, the QB run is obviously going to take a hit. One, you don't want to get Gardner Minshew hurt. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. But also, like, look, this Dallas Goddard to me added, I'm glad we had that. This added a lot to what it is because when you have a quarterback coming in, obviously your second guy, the tight end and the run game becomes their best friend because usually that's your intermediate area. And then, too, we know Devontae and A.J. on the outside. We see them catch 50-50 balls. I yeah. think Gardner Minshew is very well capable yeah. of putting the ball in position for those guys to have success. I expect the offense to look the same except for the QB run. The Eagles are an underdog in this game regardless of who starts at quarterback. <laughs> <That's interesting. laughs> that's funny. The Eagles are an underdog? Yeah, they are. And that line moved actually yesterday after the news came out to a six-point underdog. I don't I don't know if it's changed since, but anyway. Uh, okay, so if Jalen Hurts starts, Philly would be only a three-point oh, wow. underdog. 
If Gardner Minshew is under center, the Eagles will be an eight and a half point underdog. I answered my own question there. So either way, the Cowboys are favorites. For more, let's head out to Ed Werder, who's been with the Cowboys today. Ed, what are the Cowboys saying about the change in the Eagles QB situation? Well, Laura, the prevailing theme among Cowboys defensive players today, they're not concerned about who's starting a quarterback for the Eagles. They're too worried about who's going to show up for the Dallas defense and when. Dan Quinn's defense was dominant for most of the season. They were the reason the Cowboys were winning games when Dak Prescott was out, injured, and now coming off a loss in Jacksonville where they allowed 503 yards and 34 points on defense, both season highs. The players must reassert themselves even while the defense is weakened by injuries. They have just one Micah Parsons sack over the last two weeks. Safety Javon Curse, J. Ron Curse, I'm sorry, uh, said that when the Cowboys offense scores 34 points as happened Sunday, it should result in a win. A comfortable win is what Curse said if they're among the best defenses in the NFL as they believe. So it seemed hardly surprising that the Cowboys reacted with indifference to the fact that Jalen Hurts' shoulder injury likely forces the Eagles to start back up Gardner Minshew in Saturday's game. It doesn't matter who they have at quarterback. Uh, we need to worry about uh, what we can control, and that's on our side of the ball as a defensive unit and us getting the job done. We just haven't been getting things done, uh, giving up 500 yards to no disrespect, but that Jacksonville squad uh, shouldn't have happened. You know, just like we're watching tape on other guys, they're watching tape on us, and uh, I, I, can, I can assure you right now they're licking their chops. Well, Kerr said the players expect some tough talks and meetings today with Quinn and members of the defensive coaching staff. He says their weaknesses are evident to opponents studying film and they're being attacked accordingly. Kerr spoke about the importance of the Cowboys recapturing their defensive identity, playing to their standard, knowing that failing to do so will create the same outcome that they experienced in Jacksonville. And of course, season-ending injuries to cornerbacks Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown resulted in Calvin Joseph starting and being exposed as a liability in coverage. Quinn says the starting cornerback spot opposite Trayvon Diggs is now open for competition. And Laura, the winner gets to cover A.J. Brown or Devontae mm. Smith. Not yeah, sure yeah. that's a win. Um, woo, that's a great reward. Not really. Thanks to Ed for all the latest there. That is a really interesting challenge that the Cowboys are facing. But let's speak of say, I just want to say, I, Mark Eisman, our producer, I appreciate you putting this show together like this. I'll see you after the show. Go oh, ahead. yeah. Well, you know, it's fine. We got to do this to you sometimes. It's wasn't just, all it's, Mark's it's, fault. We all I agreed mean, to it. The first 10 minutes is just yeah, well, killing. Yeah, keep going here, actually. Uh, so what challenges, RC, does Gardner Minshew pose to this Dallas defense? I think it's an extremely difficult challenge in preparation because this isn't preparing for the Baltimore Ravens with Huntley at quarterback, who is more of a Lamar Jackson clone that didn't get left in the building long enough to fully become Lamar Jackson. This is going to be a totally different offense with Garner Minshew. I don't expect them to try to push the football down yeah. the field as much outside the numbers. They're going to be more crossers, more play actions that keep him in the pocket and slightly move the launch point. And also the run game can look a lot different sure. because it may not be as RPO heavy as, as it pertains to the quarterback keeping the football. And so, so there are going to be some things that the Dallas Cowboys have to learn on the run while playing a quarterback that's extremely capable. Yeah. He, showed, he showed that in Jacksonville, yeah. and he also showed it in Philadelphia yeah. with weapons like A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, if Dallas Goddard is available the way they say he might be, Dallas Goddard, and also Quez Watkins, and a great run game. Yeah. This is still going to be a formidable offense you have to play with an experienced quarterback. This will not be a cakewalk, and the Dallas Cowboys defense better be prepared.
prepared. For Dan Quinn, it's what now? What does he do now? Because the injuries have been a part of this conversation. It's also teams have really started to realize how they want to attack this depleted unit. My question is about the two stars. Does he take Micah Parsons from on the ball a ton this year and move him to off the ball? Just to try to create, and we know Van Der Esch might be out a little bit, some speed laterally. We talked for weeks about how teams are attacking their perimeter. Does he move him off the ball to allow his athleticism, his speed, his instincts to play sideline to sideline in their run game? Because I've talked about this year, and RC, you know this, that this pass rush is, when healthy, the best in football. But they can't get to it right now because mm-hmm. teams are living in that second, eight, third, and three. So for that, and then the question that I would ask you is this. Does Trayvon Diggs warrant the Darrell Revis treatment where they take Ooh. him, put him on the number two receiver, you buy yourself all game, dude, and we will help that struggling other corner play versus the number so, one receiver? I'm going to be quick because I know Marcus has to go. They're two, different, they're two different players, right? Trayvon is longer. He's more of a ball guy, whereas Darrell Revis was shut down. Is Darrell, it a dumb idea? The, 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 it, it, it is not, it's not a dumb idea because you're extremely intelligent. <laughs> it's an idea that doesn't, make, that doesn't match Trayvon Diggs' skill set, okay. right? Huh. Now, if it's A.J. Brown and you have a longer, bigger receiver who's going to be a 50-50 ball guy, then, yes, I believe you can put him over there and you take your wins with your losses. But when you look at a guy like Devontae Smith, who was so good at route running, creating space. Mm. Now you can get beat intermediately, which I think Trayvon may struggle a little bit with. You know, Dan talked a little bit about Parsons. Continue on that point. Yeah, I just think, look, this great players have a tendency to press and they get out of system when things aren't going well. And it was two examples in this Jacksonville game where one of these worked out positive, right? We see Michael Parsons on the end of the line of scrimmage. This is all about him maintaining integrity to the rush. Pop back out. Trevor Lawrence got to get rid of the football. We see how this play ends up. This was a critical play in the game. Michael Parsons again on the outside. He takes the inside. You know why? Because in his mind, I got to go get the quarterback. I got to make a play. You're escaping. You pick up a first down. These are the type of things that are starting to happen. Now, I'm I'm sure if I'm wrong about Micah taking the inside move, if it was supposed to be some kind of game, I don't think it was as I looked at that defense. But those are the little differences between getting off the field and looking completely different. Swag, how, much, how much of that, though, is his talent and the freedom that great players are allowed that, to have? And that's my point, mm-hmm. RC. Out of system, dude. Like, he has to understand in that particular situation, like he did in the first one. Trevor Lawrence is athletic. He can throw on the run. Let me keep him in the pocket okay. and try to get the secondary rush as opposed to I'm going to go bury myself in here and try to make something happen and give up a big play. I don't think that throw happens if he keeps contained and maintains his area. A reminder, the Eagles need just to win one of their remaining three games to clinch the number one seed in the NFC. We're losing buttons. I just popped my button, bro. Done ripping on the couch. Oh, man. We're just getting started here on NFL Live. The Bengals defense forced Brady to have a career-high four turnovers on Sunday. Hear what impressed Marcus the most. Plus, it was a historic weekend in the NFL. Three teams pulled off a 17-point or more comeback. Dan will talk about how one of them did it with efficiency in the red zone. Anyone got a sewing kit? No, uh, we don't have a sewing kit. Hey, wait, was it was Marcus's belt first, <laughs> and then now my button? I hope you guys got to start out. stealing other people's clothes we like can't. I do. Golly. somebody else's tie on. We forgot did to reveal you? that. Oh, he did. did. Now. He got the lost and found in New York Yes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. 
With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. How about a little read and react? We're going to begin with the Vikings, who overcame a 33-point deficit to beat the Colts on Saturday, the largest comeback in NFL history. Kirk Cousins threw for 417 yards and four touchdowns after halftime. Yeah. The most passing yards by any QB in the second half and overtime of you the like game over the last 45 seasons. Whoa! Uh, that game was Saturday, so it kind of feels like a long time ago. But either way, let's talk about it. Marcus, what's your biggest takeaway from that comeback? How fast and explosive they can be as an offense. I mean, you see the weapons that they deploy. And obviously, we've talked about Justin Jefferson all season long. But K.J. Osborne was phenomenal. Thielen mm-hmm. is still out there. Hawkinson is out there. We see Kirk Cousins go crazy using all of these weapons. And then how about we hit a screen for 65 to Dalvin Cook? Like, I, that is the issue that teams are going to have to face if this Vikings team can ever put it together. But when you come in as a defensive unit, you better pay attention to a lot of people because they can be this explosive. I like them to do it from the first quarter on. It's so interesting to see their record, and we say if they ever put it together. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the reality with this yeah. team. All right, let's get to the Chiefs. They were on upset alert against the Texans. We're all like, uh, are they really going to lose to the Texans? They escaped with the win in overtime. Patrick Mahomes completed nearly 88% of his passes with a minimum of 40 attempts. That's the highest completion percentage in a game in NFL history, as you might imagine. So, RC, should the Chiefs be concerned that they needed that type of historic performance from Mahomes? be able to win this one in overtime listen, over the Texans. Absolutely. Listen, this is the team that's now playing undisciplined both defensively and offensively. You're turning the football over against the Houston Texans. You're finding ways to allow them to run the ball and also get plays from their quarterbacks defensively. And so if you're the Kansas City Chiefs and you're thinking about the Buffalo Bills, you're thinking about maybe the Los Angeles Chargers, but obviously the Cincinnati Bengals, this type of performance will not get you wins and they are ultimately judged by how many times Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid can hoist the sticky Lombardi at the end of the season. Man, that's it. I mean, at the end of the day, you know you've got a guy like Mahomes, but you don't want to have to rely on him to do that every Mm. single time. Let's get to Jacksonville, where Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars overcame, just like these other teams, a 17-point deficit to stun the Cowboys. Lawrence threw for 318 yards, four touchdowns in the win, continuing the best stretch of his young career. It's honestly been fun to watch. Over his last six games, Lawrence has thrown 14 touchdowns, only one interception. Let's go. Dan, give us something specific that Lawrence has done particularly well in recent weeks. Everything happens faster in the red zone, so his reactions have been huge. This is called a rail route by the back. That's number one. And then Zay Jones is going to come on a shallow cross. 
Now, everybody at home, the read for Trevor Lawrence is going to start with this drop-down defender, okay? If that defender hung inside, Trevor Lawrence catch the ball, throw that ball out to the rail route to Travis Etienne right now. Now, if this defender widens as he should on that rail route, Trevor Lawrence has got to realize, I got to get to that shallow cross coming with Zay Jones. Look at Trevor Lawrence catch the ball. Immediately, his eyes go right there. Realizes that defender's widening, right? So, the rail route is dead. But it happens quick down in the red zone. Now, I love this from the Jags. They're going to take these two guys and kind of run right at the inside shoulder of that hook defender right here. As Zay Jones is coming on that shallow cross, Trevor Lawrence, I need you to get to him quickly. Now look at his feet. His feet, you see that hash right here? His feet are basically on the inside of that hash. If he hangs there, that shallow cross is going to out-leverage him, Trevor Lawrence. Now, even though that guy's starting to break on the ball, linebacker-wise, Trevor Lawrence realizes because his feet were stuck inside and he's number two, kick the ball out right now to Zay Jones out in front. Beautiful touchdown. Now, at the line of scrimmage, the Jags in this game did a really good job versus man coverage, no matter what the situation of running what we call like pick or rub routes. Now, everybody down in the red zone does this, where they'll take this outside receiver and pick that inside guy, and then they're going to take this inside slot receiver, Christian Kirk, push vertical and go to the flat right now versus man coverage. It is the perfect play call. But the Cowboys defense is actually in a better call. They in and out this. So the corner is just going to take whoever comes outside. And then the slot defender should take whoever comes inside. Now watch Trevor Lawrence because he's thinking we got it, right? He's going ready to make that throw. Never underestimate your ability to not throw the football. Cowboys, you have won this rep. You're in the perfect play call playing it inside out. But Trevor Lawrence realizes, and so does Jay Jones, well, if you get back to the back end line right there and you can sneak there, I can make a throw to you as long as that throw is high and on your face mask. The reaction, perfect throw right there of that first clip, realizing defender wide, let me kick it there. And now, even though you're in that in and out coverage, Jay Jones slip inside and then throw me up, throw it right under face mask. Two reactionary red zone plays by Trevor Lawrence equal two huge touchdowns for that Jags offense. You know, Dan, um, you really salivate over great quarterback play. Let's go for some great quarterback play to some not-so-great quarterback play. Does that sound good? Yeah. We've got vocab we'll go words you. going. Oh, uh, Zach Wilson, he's going to start again for the Jets, coming off their third straight loss. But hear why RC says the QB is what's holding the team back. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The NFL is headed back to Las Vegas for the Pro Bowl games featuring new skills challenges and the first ever AFC versus NFC flag football we'll games. Here. We'll be there. Flag football. woo To see your favorite players in Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas on Sunday, February 5th. Scan the QR code on your screen right now or visit ProBowl.com slash tickets. Let's get back to Monday Night Football. The Packers and the Rams. Man, it was cold there. I think everybody's face just like froze off during the game. Picking this one up in the third quarter. Packers up 10-6. A.J. Dillon taking the handoff, barreling in for the TD. Packers up 17-6 now. And a few minutes later, they're knocking on the door again after a Rams three and out. And the Packers, Rodgers hitting Aaron Jones out of the backfield. He cuts inside, gets into the end zone, and the Packers lead 24-6. Ensuing Rams possession, Baker Mayfield making something happen to Tyler Higby there. Responding to make it 24 to 12, headed into the fourth. So Dan, that's where we pick it up. The Rams trying to get something going, and Mayfield hit here, but you thought it could have been more. Oh, this is a touchdown. If, if Kenny Clark doesn't get the hand of Baker Mayfield or the arm of it, that ball flutters in the air. Skoranek is running basically an out and up, nice lateral out and up behind him. If he doesn't get hit there, that play's going to be a touchdown for the Rams against the Packers defense. Packers take over in great field position but fail to convert. What do you see here, Dan? I love this. Formation into the boundary. Motion. Slice the tight end from the bottom all the way across. And then ball fake. Look what it does to those linebackers. You went three by one into the boundary. Now you're three by one field. They have to look at all those things when it comes to action, the motion, and then the slice across at the, at the snap and you create that massive void for your pass game. My biggest question coming to watching that play is, where the has that been all oh. season long? I think that would have helped. No, mind. I can't believe you didn't say Cowboys. Okay, so the Packers keep their playoff <laughs> hopes alive, and they'd likely get in if they're able to win out. However, that's easier said than done. Look at this. According to ESPN Analytics, the Packers only have a 14% chance to win the rest of their games, which you see there. They're all against teams that are currently 500 or better, so that's why. Let's get back to our top stories around the NFL today with Adam Schefter. And, Adam, we begin with Jalen Hurts. Lori said he's not ruling himself out for Saturday, even though – Many people think it's going to be challenging for him to be out there with the sprained shoulder that he suffered on this play against the Chicago Bears when his right shoulder was buried into the ground and he stayed on the ground clearly uncomfortable with the injury that he just sustained. He had tests yesterday. It did reveal the sprained shoulder. If he cannot play, then Gardner Minshew would step in and place and keep in mind, the Eagles have to win just one game of the remaining three to clinch home field advantage in the NFC. Lamar Jackson didn't practice today for a seventh straight day. Now, the Ravens were hoping that he would be available and return to play on Saturday night, Christmas Eve, against the Atlanta Falcons. But the fact that he was not present at practice is not an encouraging way to start the week. And oh, by the way, wide receiver Devin Duvernay hurt his foot at practice today. He's having tests. And the Jets ruled out Mike White, their starting quarterback, for Thursday night's game against the Jacksonville Jaguars due to his fractured ribs. Zach Wilson, once again, will get the start as the Jets try to keep alive their playoff hopes. Wilson played better than some people thought he would on Sunday. But again, he's going to have to carry the load on Thursday night for the New York Jets. Mike White out again. 
Yeah, quick turnaround too, Adam, to your point. Thanks so much for the latest from Adam Schefter. All the news around the NFL. And Zach Wilson's return to the field on Sunday had some ups and downs to Adam's point. He completed only 51% of his passes. However, Wilson did have some success stretching the field. He went 7 of 14 on passes thrown 15 or more yards downfield, including a touchdown to C.J. Uzama. Dan's rolling his eyes at me right now, but the numbers are the numbers, Dan. The seven completions on deep throws are the most in a game in Wilson's career. So, Dan, after a couple weeks on the bench, Wilson back on the field, what did you take away from Sunday's game? I feel like it must not be positive. Well, out of those seven completions, two of them are broken plays, and one of them is an absolute Hail Mary to Garrett right. Wilson. Um, I honestly believe for Thursday night, if they, let's say, throw the ball 30 times, no more than five of them should be straight drop back. I don't care if it's five-step or three-step. How many different times in those 25 other snaps can you sprint him out? And I understand it's simple designs, but it's better. How many times can you get designed moves outside of the pocket to just maybe allow him to be a little bit clearer? Bootlegs, waggles where you ball fake one way and then move him opposite, maybe some screens. Play action passes where it's a very clear read, number one, to the check down. I'm not even giving him a second option wide receiver and or tight end wise. One to two. I honestly, this is, again, my job is to be as, as like, analytical and honest as I can. I don't think he thinks that well right now. I don't mm. think he sees the field well, and I don't, we call it processing. I honestly don't see the processing of this is what I should do with the football versus this defense on a play-to-play -play basis when they play drop-back football? Hmm. <sighs> Guys, I thought he looked fine, okay? And <laughs> well, for, for, for a second-year quarterback that's missed so much time, for a guy that's been through much maligned how he has this season, I thought he actually gave them a chance to win the game. I looked at the coach and I asked, why don't you call timeouts <laughs> at the end of this game to try to give him an opportunity to win the game? The thing that I don't like about Zach Wilson is his demeanor. I don't like the, the, the intentionality in which he presses and tries to play the game. It looks like a nonchalant feel to trying to get better, putting emphasis on that. So for me, that's I'm, I'm not talking about whole totality. I'm talking about this game. I saw some things from this kid that you could say we can get this developed and him he can be better. I did see that. Like, that's what I saw during this game. So for me, I just I have a huge issue with his – his get to itiveness. Is urgency? A new word. Yeah. I man, like that. that. I like that. That's, that's, that. that's, that's my thing about when I watched him in this game. I thought some of those throws were high level. I thought the rollouts that we showed in the highlight, I thought that was solid. He didn't, he, he threw the one interception, obviously was crazy, but I thought he placed the ball well, gave his guys a chance. A lot of this league now is about giving your elite guys I thought he had a chance way to make more plays. Wow, misses than throws that gave guys so yeah, I mean, so, I so I'm going to say this I, I I believe I am in a place where I do not care how people behave that play this game I don't I wasn't in the locker room looking for good humans I was in the locker room looking for good football players and if Aaron Rodgers behaved the way that Aaron Rodgers does and he was my quarterback I would be a huge Aaron Rodgers fan because Aaron Rodgers is really good at football yeah I did the same thing with my quarterback and Ben Roethlisberger mm -hmm. when he was young. I was like, I really don't care how much people like you or dislike you. I do know we can win football games with you. So continue to be you, and we will grow in other ways. That's what he can do as a person. Now, as a player, I agree with Dan in this sense. you got to only do things that he does well. And if that's get the football out of his hands on rolls, if that's allow him to scramble or be able to get one read and then to the check down, do that because if you make him do things that he cannot, yeah. he will kill you. Here's why I disagree with you. 
He did not give them a chance to win that game. Who did? A defense that showed up on the goal line gave him a chance to win that game. When he threw a lollipop, lollipop, ooh, lollipop, or an interception, and the guy ran out of bounds, I tweeted, Jacobs, do not run out of bounds because your offense probably won't score against that defense, and they did not. The reason Robert Sala couldn't use his, his timeouts in order to give Zach Wilson an opportunity to win the game is because he took two sacks on the last drive. And you know how you know that he can make all these exciting throws on like third and 19 and fourth and forever because it's his fault they're in third and 19 okay. and fourth and forever. But, 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 it, also, right now, but it also was his doing that got you for a 58-yard field goal. It was also his throws that gave you an opportunity to kick a field. That's reality. I'm not trying to sit here and be an apologist. I can't believe I'm even actually defending the quarterback. I am. Honestly, are I'm you okay? You know what I knew it was? The okay, dang double-breasted suit. You said that Zach Wilson is not seeing the, thi seeing the field. He's not thinking well. Was he thinking well ever? Or is this a new uh, thing? I think in the Pittsburgh game this year, at the end of the season, he did, yes. Okay, okay so that's what I wanted to know. Was it ever happening? We got to go to break, but we'll continue this on. And there's a lot more coming your way that you don't want to miss. Touchscreen Tuesday is what's happening. You lost your stinger. Marcus is an alter ego today. In dressed too well. But you know what we're going to see on Touchscreen Tuesday? Dan and RC well. talking about the Lions game-winning touchdown over the Jets. Next, I feel Marcus, like he needs They, they have three games this year where they've lost and given up a total in three games of one Am touchdown. I'm saying Zach Wilson, the world beater. I'm talking about that game in particular. Bro, you, there's no way that you sit there and think he played well. Bro, I... This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The Countdown Crew has you covered for Week 16, a special Saturday edition, 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. And then the Monday Night Countdown Crew gets you set for Chargers Colts at 6 Eastern, both on ESPN and the app. It's Touchscreen Tuesday. Yeah, it is. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it is. Hey, hey, what up, guys? Listen, the Detroit Lions started 1-6, and, and now they are true playoff contenders. They may have a coach that likes to bite ankles and a defensive end that loves to sing Michael Jackson, but they have an offense that is making huge plays in situational football moments, and the last two weeks are pure proof of it. I love the fact that they're not scared of the moment. Now, yep. I think it's important for us to go back two weeks ago against the Minnesota Vikings. You're trying to basically salt the game away. Very similar situation. I love the fact the Lions get into those condensed splits. There's Penny Sewell. Look, ball fake. Ball goes out to the flat right there. Now, I promise you, the New York Jets, a well-coached football team, are going to be ready for a very similar situation if they happen to see it. Go back to last week. 
fourth and one, trying to go win a ball game. Lines come out in that condensed split. Now this is what they're going to do. This is that wide high touchdown. There's now right ball. away, right away though, I want, I want you to look at this. The Jets are letting them know that they're in man-to-man coverage. Here you see that they're running over in coverage with the nickel black and the slot back is going to point to Sauce Gardner. He's going to say combo, combo, combo so they can go in and out on these two guys and not get out leveraged to the flat because they saw Panay Sewell last yeah. week catch the ball straight exactly. to the flat. Exactly, and that's really if I'm the Lions, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get Amam Ra St. Brown right now if I'm Jared Goff, ball fake, and I'm telling the quarterback, throw the ball to the flat right now. We're just trying to get one yard. Now, if it's not there, we have a built-in progression. The progression really reads high to low. Jared Goff, if Amon Ra's not there, this is what I want you to do. I have a deep cross coming, and then I have a Y high coming. The progression is going to be one to two to three. Jared Goff does a great job of resetting. Yep. Sauce Gardner's there for the coverage, and then that tight end's going to be wide open for that wide high. But it's really important right. for everybody at home to see that back angle, yep. to see why that tight end became yep. such a wide open threat for that offense. You're going to get that motion. There's Amon Ra, the same one that okay. Kenny Sewell did last week. So also, too, here now, Quincy Williams is going to have to work with C.J. Mosley. They're going to be on the tight end locked up and on the back here. What you would expect that if the back flows this way, that C.J. Mosley would bounce over. Quincy Williams attacks here. He now takes the back, and on the crosser, C.J. Mosley can take the old crap screen. I love that. Now, this is the big important thing for me as an offensive person. The emphasis to the tight end. I need you to do one thing. Have patience. When you come down on this block, and here's our tight end off the football right now. When he comes down on that block, I need you to do a great job of, number one, engaging. When you get down to that defensive tackle, there's the engagement right there. Now, so often, guys, try to get leaked out right now. Patience. I need you to go one, two, three count because RC yep. just talked about those guys flowing over the football. I need to make sure that as you stay engaged, that's a great job by the tight end, that these guys also right here can look the top. CJ Mosley's flowing over the top. This blends into a double team to him, so he doesn't even understand that there can be a late leak to the flat. Exactly. And Jared Goff goes one, two, three. That's how the wide hide happens, wide open for the walk-in touchdown. That's not bad defense, in my opinion, by the Jets. It's a great design. It's a great use of what we did in the past, and it's great pay Patience by Jared Goff in the tight end to realize we've got the moment, we've got the patience to get that game when he Listen, touchdown. these last two weeks were great examples of how a team can go from a team that no one thinks can win to a team that's put themselves in the playoffs. And whether it's Dan Campbell watching the wave or waving goodbye to Dan Olowski's Detroit Lions, this team is here to stay, and I can't wait to see what else they have. Let's go. <laughs> Fellas, that was phenomenal. CJ Mosley, I don't know how the hell you play that play. I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. But we going to BMB because they had to bump my segment. Look, Jalen Hurst, don't get hurt no more, bro. I like this segment to go on Monday. We had to break news, but I got some stuff for y'all. I want to check y'all. Y'all check this out. This is Chandler Jones. Nah, not the play you thinking. Look at the oomph The fake spin to get back. Mac Jones, I know. This is actually a big man balling, but we use this for the bump because there are things that are better, and they come into you. BMB is on the way. Tuesday edition. Jalen Hurst, I ain't playing with you, dog. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's big man bowling time, and y'all know how we turn up on this segment. Finna give you all I got, Kevin Nash. <laughs> Let me introduce y'all to the big fellas that made plays on Sunday. Somebody better block him. All you doing is saying, where did he come from? Morgan Spears Jr. with the rip club. Go get the quarterback. <laughs> I don't usually do this, but I put my good suit on today to do BMB, man. So I'm not going to move around a lot. Psych. I lied. Let's go. Let's go. I got my man J.J. Watt, not J.J. Evans, but both of them damn sure had a good time. I'm about to show this man getting to the quarterback three times. J.J., nobody's going to block you. Have a day, sir. Get there. Put your hands on people. Show us flashes of that old dude from the Houston, Texas that used to get at the quarterback. Defensive player of the year. He's swiping hands down, getting to the quarterback. Causing fumbles. He 199 years old, but he had three sacks against the Denver Broncos. But who doesn't? J.J. White, J.J. Evans, both of y'all had a good time. Next, let's go to the young baller, Kayvon Thibodeau. He wore so many chains when we saw him on the draft show, I thought he was going to fall off the stage. But this is why he wore chains, because when you do things like this, you get money. When you sack, fumble, and score, they start putting big checks in your checkbook and your bank account. This is Kayvon Thibodeau. Huge play in this game, because the offense was nowhere to be found except when, when uh, Saquon start running at the end. I feel you, big fella. Get your breath because you balling out of your mind. And last but not least, listen. Sometimes being a big guy, we benefit from dumb things happening because most people overlook us. They don't think that we're athletic. So when dumb things happen, like Jacoby Myers throwing this ball back to Chandler Jones, look at the athleticism. I tell you all the time, if we get in the end zone, it's going to be on BMB. Step on Mac Jones, Chandler. Step on And I don't care if y'all cousins and got the same last name. Push his head in the ground and go to the end zone because that's what we got to do. And then celebrate. His brother fight MMA. His other brother Arthur played in the NFL. And now Chandler started to come on. Over the last three weeks, y'all, Chandler Jones, damn near all pro and a pro bowler. I don't know what happened to him the first 14 weeks of the season, but he's starting to come on. This has been BMB. I'm like J.J. Watt and J.J. Evans. I came to have a good time. But Chandler Jones mushing his own cousin <laughs> in the NFL game. Not live his cousin. While everybody watching. It's very disrespectful. That is but not his cousin. What? I'm not mad oh. at it because big men ball like that. I think they're, that I is think not his cousin. Mush. I think they're brothers. Brothers, cousins, relatives. Hey, to the Bengals, who forced four turnovers against the Bucks Sunday. No Burrow money again. Four TDs from Joe Cool. But here's the thing. The story for Cincinnati right now and why you might pick him over the Chiefs potentially. 
is their defense one of the reasons they are incredibly <laughs> scary. So let's stay on that, Marcus. We're going to put you right back to work over here. Yeah. Right? What did you like from the Bengals' mouth defense no, on like, Sunday? It wouldn't be. Did you just say mouth hey, to listen, mouth? if I ever Man, need it. I can't. If I ever need it, Boogie, <laughs> I go first. while we on the show, me go let me die before you let him give me my Oh, I'll make sure. Right. Yeah. Cool, let's he get to get it. Anywhere near your lips. Uh-uh, let it go. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, first of all, I think a lot of people are having a conversation. R.C., hang in there. Hang in there. Your butt <laughs> didn't want to be happened? a part of that, so it left. <laughs> um, this gone. defense, man, like Luana Romo, and we've talked about second-half adjustments. We've talked about him kind of getting an understanding. Look, the play action was working. For yeah. the Tampa Bay mm-hmm. Buccaneers in the first half, the motion was happening. Lou Anarumo had enough juice to say, I'm going to confuse mm. um, Brady. Yep. And that's what he did. Woo. This, you show a look of pressure, you yep. drop everybody out, yep. you force him to throw into a look with everybody's eyes looking back at the quarterback. Tom thought that this would be an easy connection. Then you walk up, you walk up your linebacker, and you show mm. a five man rush. Mm. I mean, the, the fumble is not the thing. What Tom Brady thought was, I'm going to step up in the pocket. They've right. shown pressure. Last time they dropped out, I threw in the coverage, threw an interception. What I'm going to do now is step up and buy time. But Lou Anarumo said, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm going to still send five people at you. I'm going to make sure I change my linebacker to having contained, and I'm going to let those big fellas keep you in the center of the pocket where we know you hate pressure and it caused a fumble. Dude in his bag, Multiple, but he's been in his bag for a long time. Multiple playbooks. The, Absolutely. The, their defense is the best in-game adjusting unit 100%. in all of football. I thought their secondary decided to pass off routes really well in the second half, but the fronts, as you talked about, Marcus, were absolutely everything. And you talked about, like, that pressure by Wilson. Yeah. There's that five-man walk-up. Now watch his move. He's going to go to our left, the right to the center. Center's got to follow. And then his defensive tackle and end on the right side, they're going to go inside. Now, as that center follows him, he's going to get picked off by that tackle reader. He loops all the way around. Yep. That's why that sack happens, because of the way that they did it. And then there's that five-man front that Marcus was talking about. Marcus, you said play action, right? Yep. This is this is early down, first and second down. They go five-man front, but drop in mm-hmm. eight guys in coverage. Only three-man front, ain't nobody open. But the rush still gets there because of the timing. So. The adjustments by Lou and Arumo go, hey, you know, like, what are we doing that's not working? What are they doing that's working, and how do we counter it? I think Absolute. that's the real key is that he figures out what you're doing offensively and how does he counter what you're doing to take it away. Right. I think what's happened with this team is because of Joe Burrow, because of Jamar Chase and all the skilled players offensively, we often forget how they were able to make their run mm. in the playoffs. Joe Burrow was sacked nine times against the Tennessee Titans. The Cincinnati Bengals defense turned over Ryan Tannehill with three interceptions. Yeah. You think about the second half against the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship. Sure. It was about defense and not out. allowing yeah. a guy like Patrick Mahomes to even put the ball in the end zone or score points. And so all of those things have pointed to why I believe this team is the best team in the AFC. Mm. When they find ways to stop you in the second half, they have a quarterback who's an absolute killer. Yeah. Luana Rumo and Joe Burrow working together are huge. Now, if you don't have Sam Hubbard, if you don't have Trey Hendrickson, sure. who are two large pieces Hilton. to what Luana Rumo could do, Oh, my God, I forgot Mike about Hilton, Mike Hilton as well. He didn't play last week. But Daxton Hill, the rookie from Michigan, is extremely, yeah. extremely talented. If they're healthy defensively yep. and their quarterback is there, Jamar Chase, this is a team that I believe, again, becomes the number one team mm. in the AFC to go to the playoffs. And that game against Buffalo looms extremely large later Hubbard on is, in the season. I, yeah, I think Hubbard is the most critical one. Yeah, and you got to think, too, uh, that means that you're taking them over the Chiefs, just for all the people wondering. The they only beat them three times in a calendar good year. Good point. 
The Bengals forced Tom Brady into four turnovers in the second half on Sunday. The first time that Brady had four turnovers in a half since 2001. Mm. That never happened. Props to the Bengals. Hey, time for one more thing before we go. Check out Chris Jones on the sideline Sunday. People exploded thinking he's chugging a beer, okay? So one theory we saw floating around was the idea that it was pickle juice to help cramping. RC, that's not really disgusting. I would rather it be a beer. It's actually not disgusting. I used to drink two or three jars of Clawson pickle juice a week as the sodium in it. And it's obviously... Yeah, it's always cold. Clawson's, you got to keep them in the refrigerator. It's like rich people pickles, right? And so those were the... So I would drink pickle juice throughout the week and it would help and then I'd move into Pedialyte and Electrolyte as I got into Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Why would he be drinking? I would have been start sparkling water Dan, before Dan, did you ever juice. drink pickle juice in a game? Nah, I was on the sideline most of the game. Oh, you weren't cramping on the sideline. Okay, he probably was eating oh. glizzies with Mark Sanchez. Glizzy <laughs> <laughs> is a hot dog if people don't know. <laughs> the high-pitched laugh was necessary? <laughs> Look at Not the face. Not when you're holding it in. Oh, oh, man. You so mad. You go to the ass. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>